It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. All right, 826, welcome back to the WIP Morning Show on this Monday morning, looking back on a sad display of a football game which ended in a Saints 20-10 win over the Eagles. Joining us in studio, he covers the Eagles for us right here at 94 WIP, Elliot Shore Parks. Good morning, Elliot. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? We're doing miserable. I'm horrible. sure I was going to say, I don't think this is how people expected to feel on the uh, first real day of the new year. The three of us are yelling at each other, but it's all because of the same thing. Yeah. I have not raised my voice. You, you have, because Marcus, Marcus has no... Raise, he he has, not raise his voice. He, has he no, doesn't care. He, ha- he doesn't too care. good to raise, yeah. He doesn't care. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Elliot, what happened yesterday? I mean, they got a terrible game from Gardner Minshew. I think we, we have a tendency to, sometimes as a city to over, overthink things. Thank when, you. When the quarterback plays poorly, you can't coach around that. I thought at watching it live, I went and rewatched the game. He was bad in the pocket. He missed throws. He was inaccurate. He made poor decisions. No coaching staff is winning that game with Gardner Minshew yesterday. I don't can care we, if you're the best coach of all time. Gardner can, played a losing brand of football. Can yesterday. I get an amen? No, you cannot. You will get nothing, Marcus. Hang on. I'm ta- <laughs> you are not the guest anymore. It is now Elliot Shore Park. I'm and, not the guest. I'm a co-host. Uh, you happen to be here Sounds at the like same time the voice we are. Of reason, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. As we got, usual. Rob, yeah. you believe this? we got two of these jabronis in so here So the defense uh, given up uh, eight, uh, eight-yard drive, eight-minute drive, first, play, first series of the game. That's, that had nothing to do with the fact that they were under the gun right away. It was a bad drive. Yeah. The, the defense did not play a perfect game. I don't think anyone's going to sit here and say they played perfect, but they played pretty close to a you perfect have game. A backup Thir- quarterback. They gave up 13 points, right? Mm-hmm. They tur- they created a turnover. They had six sacks. To say that the offense and the defense are even on the same level of blame 
I just don't get it. The, the, the defense played good enough to win. The offense didn't. You well, have Ron, a backup quarterback, though. You know you got to pick up your level of play. Like they even did more. pick up their level of play. <laughs> no, they gave not up in the third, first half. They, they, didn't, they gave when up. It they, they gave up one touchdown drive the entire game. How is that not not, not picking what, up your level of play? What Rob was say, was trying to say is the the first half set the tone for the, the game. The first quarter, the first drive set the tone for the entire game. It's not the first half, right? They well, gave the, up the one touchdown in the drive. first half. Yeah, but I'm saying you're going to focus on one drive for the defense, which they were was down bad. thirteen nothing at the half, right? But yeah, they they 13 actually nothing they, thirteen zero. The they, offense scored zero points in the first, and half. they actually stopped them on the second drive. They, mm-hmm. they forced a punt yeah. on the second possession. They they also created a turnover at the end of the dri- end of the first half, where if they don't with their do worst that, player, yeah, with the, yeah exactly. But if they don't for, force that turnover, they're down more than thirteen to nothing. The uh, the defense gave up thirteen points. The offense gave up seven. Now my uh, chief complaint and Good concern number. was the lack of adjustments from Steichen when clearly there was something going on with Minshew where he wasn't the same quarterback we saw the week prior. Um, that bugs the hell out of me, and that uh, and that's why I made Shane Steichen my chief, mm. you know, uh, at the top of the list of those of those to complain about in such a loss. What do you think about Steichen's play calling? I think that if you tell me they ran the ball twice in the first half and passed it fifteen times on the surface. I agree that's not good enough, but I think what happened was the offensive line played poorly and they got into obvious passing down situations. If you look at the first drive of the game, he's sacked on the first play. You're in second and 16. You could argue run it there if you want to be stubborn and say you want to run it, but second and 16, not an ideal passing down. Third and 16, not an ideal passing down. Sure. They come out the next drive. First two plays are running plays. Mm -hmm. The third call was an RPO, so they did come out and try to run the ball the first chance they really had in, in the game. So I don't think that the lack of running play, of running plays was an issue. At the end of the day, we can't say that you know Gardner was good against Dallas and look what a high quality backup he is and you have all these great receivers and then when they try to throw it, be like, what in the world are you doing? But is there something to be said with? Yeah, there's something wrong with him. We need to adjust and maybe run the ball, calm things down a little bit. They did it briefly in that in that they third tried. drive. Yeah, they tried. But that was it. For for Miles Sanders to only get the ball two times in an entire half against a team who statistically is not good, great against the run and good against the pass, it just it it that defies logic to me. I thought there were two drives in the first. They had the ball five times in the first half. I thought there were two drives where they probably got pass happy. I would agree with that. But at the end of the day, it, the main issue was their quarterback was playing at an extremely poor level. The passing game was struggling because their quarterback was awful. And for mm-hmm. what it's worth, I didn't think either either of their tackles played a great game, right? I, I didn't think they got great offensive line protection either. So, I yes, if you want to be very stubborn just to give it to Miles, fine. But at the end of the day, they were in obvious passing down situations. And when you're down 13 to nothing and 10 nothing, you don't run your way back into it. You 10 throw. to nothing in the second quarter is one thing. If it's the fourth right. quarter, I understand it. I just I, It is maddening to me when you're like, all right, well, Minshew's terrible. Just keep passing the freaking ball. That drives me nuts. And when they, when but they there's made only the a handful of plays where they did that is my point. When you're in third and ten, you're not running the ball then, right? So it, you basically, your, your main issue is basically play calls on four plays, first and second down on two drives. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they're in obvious passing downs. Yeah, if, if, if the run does not do what it's supposed to do, yeah, you're in a passing down on third down. But they were so come out, let's just pass the ball right away. At halftime, the adjustments were made, and they ran the ball to start the third quarter. They got a standing ovation. It was successful, aside from a, a bogus call on Landon Dickerson, which should have been seven. It resulted in three points. And then they incorporated a little bit and then slowly went away as the game went on. I just... I. It seems like they're. I, 
I know with Jalen Hurts and to win a Super Bowl, when you get to the playoffs, you have to pass the ball. But in this situation, with the quarterback looking as poorly as he did, I guess I expected more from Steichen. I just think this sounds a lot like the conversation we had about Doug in 2020. When mm. we all talked ourselves into saying, no, it's actually Doug too, and it's Press Taylor, and it's the coaching staff. No, it ended up just being Carson, because Carson played like hot garbage that year. And when your quarterback <laughs> is playing hot garbage, your team is going to be hot garbage. Doug has gone to Jacksonville, right, after being fired here. He, does, he has no new ideas. He's stubborn, all these things. He's going to take the Jaguars to the playoffs. Why? Because he's getting good quarterback play. The Eagles did not get good quarterback play yesterday. No amount of running plays was changing that. No amount of being stubborn and running in on third and 10 was going to change that. Your coaching staff cannot coach around a quarterback that is playing poorly in the pocket and is throwing inaccurate. So the game plan, you uh, have no complaints about that? Well, they scored. I mean, look, they didn't score a lot of points. So I'm not going to sit here and say it was a great game plan, but I think that the issue was not the lack of running plays, I would say. No, no, no. The the idea to come into the game throwing the ball, I was okay with. You were okay with that? Yes. Oh, man. So, Why right, would I huh? not be? They, I, they, they threw the ball well last week. This team has been at its best this year by far when they're throwing the ball. They agreed. have a $100 million receiver. They have Devontae Smith. They mm-hmm. have Dallas Goddard. Miles Sanders is in a knee brace, for what it's worth. We're, we're overlooking that fact. The best players are in the passing game. Um, so uh, you are in agreement with Marcus, then, that the, uh, the, re- the reason they lost was Gardner Minshew. Absolutely. And I think that's reason you want to— no, Can I change my vote? Why? Because I agree with Elliot. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys are the worst. Yeah. Rob, they're the worst. Well, is anybody surprised that Gardner Minshew played like this with his with his history, not just with the Eagles, with the other teams he's been with? Yeah, it's his fifth worst passing game ever. So, yeah, this is this is an anomaly. He, he doesn't normally play this badly. But I think that's a bit of revisionist history. I think coming into the year, we all felt Gardner was, if not the best backup in the league, one of the best backups. Sure. In the pregame show and really throughout the week, it's Gardner could start for a lot of teams in the NFL. He did so well against Dallas. And then he comes out and plays poorly, and it's like, well, why would the coaching staff ever have him throw it? Well, maybe he, it's because all throw- he threw two picks last week. Yeah, but how did? But you think he played good against Dallas? I thought he played okay, but yeah. he did throw two picks. He did absolutely, and I heard a lot of blame on Quez Watkins for those picks, for what it's worth. From I, the studio, I, I just think the idea that they came in trying to throw it with Gardner is not crazy. They did well throwing the ball the week before. Gardner is one of the best backups in the league. He played poorly. That's that's what happened. They lost this game because their quarterback choked in a big moment. Now let's see if we can go for the trifecta of madness here. So a big, it ended up being a big conversation piece this morning, the, the pick six at the end. Yeah. Um, and A.J. Brown's comments afterwards. And I took offense to it because I didn't like we, – we, we all saw it. it. That was Gardner Minshew. That was his mistake. He had, it just capped off a horrible game by him. I hated the fact that he called him out after mm-hmm. the game as opposed to taking, you know, saying anything else because it's a team sport. Yeah. You still have 13 wins. Did you take any issue with what A.J. Brown had to say? Well, I, I did think he ran a really poor route which impacted that play. And, you know, I think it's a really interesting question, especially coming off of what Darius Slade did last week with Josiah Scott. Exactly, right. right. So there's part of me that doesn't want to be a hypocrite. I can't sit here and say athletes never say anything. I wish they'd be honest. I love when they tell us the truth. And then when they do say, oh, how can you say that? Mm Because he did say what happened, right? He, He said the honest truth. But the reality is the reality. And this team has had two chances to fall on the sword, and neither of their main stars have done it. Darius Slay didn't do it last week. AJ didn't do it this week. And for what it's worth, two players in Josiah Scott and Gardner Minshew that are not exactly franchise players. These are guys that are at the bottom of the totem pole. So mm-hmm. the, the the part of me that you know is in the locker room is happy that they're telling the truth. I, <laughs> I respect that. But the part of me that has seen team chemistry 
doesn't love the fact that they that they don't just take full blame. There. Now you mentioned how you thought AJ kind of took the wrong route on that. We found out after the game that he was trying to signal Gardner that yeah. they, they, were, they had two guys coming up on him there. So what do you mean by he you didn't like? I that just route thought it was a, a lazy route looking at it. I thought he didn't jump off the line. I thought he didn't cut hard into it. To me, he ran a route where he wasn't expecting the ball, and I think that that aided in Lattimore's ability. Now, Gardner's to blame. Gardner at the snap looks right over there. He throws it there despite the fact he can see Lattimore is getting ready to jump it. So it's on him. I just thought the route was not good. If we're going to spend all week blaming Quez for the two interceptions against Gardner, I think A.J. holds some blame in that interception. Mm, Okay, so all right. So not half bad, Elliot. Quarterback to blame above all else. Okay. It's always the quarterback. Football's a simple game, but at the end of the day, it's almost always the quarterback. Um, That's why Jalen's MVP. I guess one final question. It plays into the second Twitter poll we had. Uh, Is this Eagles coaching staff stubborn? No, I think they're maybe the least stubborn coaching staff I've ever been around. And I was around the end of Andy. I was here for Chip. I was here for Doug. Um, they make adjustments constantly. The defense, for all the, the idea that the defense makes no adjustments, they consistently shut teams down after halftime, mm-hmm. which is adjustments, right? Mm-hmm. And on the offensive side of the ball, this coaching staff came to an Eagles team having never coached the offense they needed to coach for Jalen. They didn't force him into it. They adjusted. They built the offense around Jalen. And I can see the point of – In Jay- recent weeks is what, well, what brings this into focus. So, so my counter to that, though, would be I, I know you have to build around the quarterback, so there is some truth. But they've also been running this same offense with all the players on the offense the whole year. Mm-hmm. So to completely switch things up just for Gardner, where the offensive line has been running these plays, the receivers have been running these plays, the running backs are used to running these plays – I don't think I don't think that would be smart either. You, you, I mean, it's the end of the season. Players are barely practicing for what it's worth. I think you, your offense is what it is, and I, I don't think it's stubborn to to not completely change the offense just because Jalen's not there. Well, uh, Elliot, I love your work. I enjoy reading your articles and listening to the podcast. But I'm going to tell you, this has been a very maddening and upsetting <laughs> conversation. Well, what about the quarterback sneak? <clears throat> The quarterback sneak was a bad well, – He, I mean, they got, the offensive line got poor push on it for what it's worth. But let's flip this. Let's say they don't run the quarterback sneak there on fourth and one. What's everyone saying? Well, they were less than a half a yard away. Again, so much of this is about execution. Every team in the league is calling a quarterback sneak there. I don't care who your quarterback is. We see Brady run Tom sneaks, uh, uh, quarterback sneaks. We see Foles do it. I mean, they well, didn't get six, it. Six. Yeah, this but, guy's what six one, right? But but you're telling me he can't get a yard? He, did they not score on on fourth and goal from the one last week? Thank you. I mean, you know, like at the end of the day, it's the right play call. Jason Kelsey himself has said quarterback sneaks and not regardless of quarterbacks are the right call ninety two percent of the time. Well, with Jalen Hurts, yeah, yeah, but it worked last week. They scored a touchdown on in that exact play last week. Mm, mm, mm. I don't like where this conversation's going. So this is where it's going to end. I don't like where end. the season's going, unfortunately. Well, but, yeah, now yeah. you guys got to sit on your hands and see if you end up – well, it's not going to happen. You're, you're, they're they're going to win on Sunday. But the fact that they have to <laughs> play it, all the starters I agree. is the most maddening weeks. thing. Yeah, yeah. But, Elliot, thank awesome. you, sir. This I appreciate fun. it. fun. Enjoy it. Let's look forward to listening to the rest of the show.